Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Why wouldn't he be the answer to everything else in your life as your Lord? Jesus is the answer to the single biggest problem of sin and death in your life. And if he's the answer to that big problem, why, pray tell, would he not also be the answer to all the other problems that pale in comparison to that? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Galatians. Jesus is the answer to every problem we'll face. I know this sounds cliche, but... As we'll hear from Pastor J.D. today, since Jesus is the only answer to our biggest problems of sin and death, He can handle anything else that comes our way. Take comfort in the fact that even if you don't know what to do with a situation, Jesus always does. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Galatians chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. We're going to, Lord willing, I should say, finish chapter 2 in the book of Galatians, which we're going through, as we always do, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. So, Our text is going to be verses 15 through 21. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing to the churches there in the region known as that time as Galatia, and says, verse 15, We who are Jews by birth and not sinful Gentiles know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we, too, have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law no one will be justified. But, verse 17, if in seeking to be justified in Christ we Jews find ourselves also among the sinners, doesn't that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild what I destroyed, then I really would be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and... I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. As I was seeking the Lord concerning today's sermon, I sensed that the Holy Spirit was directing me to talk about how Jesus is the only answer 
to all of the problems that we face in our lives. Now I (laughs) realize that sounds almost simplistic. I hope that it doesn't come off that way, but it's the truth. Jesus is the answer. He's the only answer. I could close in prayer. I won't. And <laughs> just with that. What I find striking about today's text is that the Apostle Paul is dealing with a very serious problem there in the Galatian churches, and he does so by simply bringing them back to Jesus. Again, this last week, as I always do, I always you know, try to prepare my heart before the Lord and really seek the Lord. And I usually, and again, this might also sound sort of simplistic, but I just say, Lord, what do you want me to speak and preach and teach to your people. And this last week, and it's really been as of late, I've just really sensed the Lord saying, I want my people to come back to me. Bring my people back to Jesus. And maybe that's a word for somebody here today. It's just returning to the simplicity of the person of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and or watching online and you're going through a very serious problem in your life. Could it be that the Lord has allowed that problem into your life for the purpose of bringing you back to Him? And even now in the quietness of your heart, the Holy Spirit is bearing witness with your spirit that that's the problem. All of the things you've tried to, in the energy of your own flesh, do to resolve the problem have been met with utter and total failure. And Jesus is saying, I'm the answer. When are you going to come to me for that answer? I want to suggest to you that Jesus is the answer to every problem in your life. It doesn't matter how complex or perplexing that problem you have is, Jesus is the answer to it. Here's the thing. It's even better. (laughs) It's not so much that Jesus is the only answer. It's how Jesus is the only answer. 
And I'll even take it a step further and say, it's also why Jesus is the only answer. I'm so thankful for the Apostle Paul. I'm so thankful for his example, his model. You have to understand that Paul loved people so much. It could be argued that he loved people too much. He says that his love was likened unto that of a mother nursing her baby. Think about that. In a sense, that the mother is pouring out her life, giving her life into that, that baby, that child. I'll tell you, and I know many of you will understand this when I say this, but there's just nothing like when a mother nurses a child, when our children, all four of them, when, of course, Noel, we weren't able for very long to nurse her, but I watched my wife nurse our children, and it is such a powerful and profound picture of love. That's the kind of love that Paul had for people. I say that because I think that we're prone to think of the Apostle Paul as just being this rough, gruff, tough guy, you know, driven, I mean, after all, we just got done reading where he rebuked Peter to his face publicly. He may have been intimidating. He may have had a strong personality, but you know why he had that strong personality? You know why he was so rough and gruff and tough? Because he loved people so much. Think about it. If he didn't, why would he bother What Paul does here, because of that love that he has for God's people, is that he redirects the Galatians back to being justified by faith in Christ as opposed to obedience to the law. This is why it is that he had just got done rebuking Peter for his hypocrisy in pretending to live according to the law while at the same time eating with Gentiles, which was against the very law he was pretending to abide by. That's a problem. That's a serious problem. The problem is is that Peter was acting like and even demonstrating that he in some way was still justified by keeping the law and not by his faith in Jesus Christ alone. I suppose you could say that he was giving people the impression that God somehow accepts us and blesses us by adhering to rules and regulations. 
Nothing could be further from the truth. Here's the truth. The truth is our salvation and our justification can never be gained by keeping a strict list of do's and don'ts. That's the truth. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the most serious problems that we face in the Christian church today, it would have to be that many Christians today believe that good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. Actually, when we get to our prophecy update, I'm going to talk about a statistic that I heard this last week. Some 72%, let this sink in, some 72% of Americans think that if you're good enough, you'll go to heaven. The truth of the matter is, is that there's going to be a lot of bad people in heaven. I'll be at the front of the line. You won't be too far behind me, so don't laugh. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of good people in hell. That's the truth. That's the truth. This is a problem so serious that I believe it's blasphemous. What do you mean? Well, think about it. If this were true, then what did Jesus come to do? Which is why, by the way, Paul says what he says in verse 21. God forbid. I would imagine it was even hard to utter those words from the apostles' lips. Christ died for nothing? If we could somehow be good enough to get to heaven, then Jesus Christ died in vain. That's blasphemy. I want to try something a little bit different today. Here's what I want to do. I want to insert my name into the text. And as I do, I I hope you'll do the same. I think it's very healthy sometimes to put your name in the text because it provides a better explanation which leads to a better personal application. I do this sometimes with the Proverbs. It's very painful, especially those contrasting Proverbs. You know the ones I'm talking about, where it says, the righteous do this, but the wicked and the foolish do this. So I I try to put my name there. Where do you think I'm going to put my name? J.D. does this. But those wicked, evil people do this. And the Holy Spirit's going, I'm not going to let you get away with that. You're the one that does this. That's you. And the Holy Spirit becomes my prophet Nathan to David and says to me, J.D., thou art the man. 
So let's do that. What do you think? What are you going to say? No, (laughs) right? (laughs) Okay, here we go. J.D., even if you were born as a Jew and not an Arab as a Gentile, now you can, you know, since you're not an Arab, are you? No, you're not. Um, So you can put in, you know, Portuguese, Chinese, Japanese. You have to know that you're not justified by a bunch of do's and don'ts. The only way for you to be justified is by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. By putting your faith in Jesus, you'll be justified because of Jesus. It can't and won't come by any rules or regulations, which you couldn't keep anyway. And even if you could, you would never be justified because of it. Here's your problem. You still struggle with sin, but that doesn't mean that Jesus approves of it. Rather, it means that Jesus has settled the matter of our being accepted by God in spite of it. Why? Because you're only justified in Christ. So, J.D., why are you still trying to rebuild a list of do's and don'ts that you know were already tore down? All you end up doing is proving that you can't live up to them. And the truth of the matter is, you are dead to it because you were put to death by your breaking of it. So what's the answer then? The answer is that you're dead to the law so you can now live to and live for God. Here's why. You were crucified with Christ who now lives in you and enables you to live for Christ. You no longer live in your own power and strength to keep rules and regulations because now the life you live is in Christ who lives in you. In other words, your new life in Jesus is lived by faith in the one who loves you and gave his life for you. Please, J.D., Stop dismissing the grace of God by thinking that you just need to try harder to live a righteous Christian life. Because whenever you do that, you're essentially saying that Jesus didn't need to come and die on the cross to pay for all your sins. Okay. It's with this understanding that I now want to pose two questions. Here's the first question, and I want you to really think it through. Actually, I'm going to ask you three questions. (laughs) Here's the first question. What's the biggest problem in your life? Well, my biggest problem is my marriage. No, it's not. My biggest problem is financial. No, it's not. You know what your biggest problem is? Sin. 
You know why sin is your biggest problem? Because the wages of sin is death. That's a problem. You've been sentenced to death. You've been given the death penalty for all eternity. And that's really the second question. Is that not the biggest problem in yours and my life? The problem of sin? And because of it, the death penalty for all eternity? Here's the third question. If Jesus is the answer to life's biggest problem of sin and death as your Savior, why wouldn't he be the answer to everything else in your life as your Lord? Jesus is the answer to the single biggest problem of sin and death in your life. And if he's the answer to that big problem, why, pray tell, would he not also be the answer to all the other problems that pale in comparison to that? Right? Wouldn't it stand a reason that Jesus is the answer to all the marriage problems and financial problems and relational problems? Why wouldn't the Lord, the Lord, He's your Lord and Savior, right? He's my Lord and Savior, right? Why wouldn't he want to help us with those problems as well? Doesn't that make sense? At the beginning, I mentioned that it's not so much that Jesus is the only answer as much as it is how and why Jesus is the only answer. I want to direct your attention to just two passages of Scripture that explain why Jesus is and how Jesus is the only answer to every single problem that you have in your life today. The first is Romans 8.32. I would encourage you to turn there. And by the way, Romans chapter 8, this is a life-changing chapter. Galatians contains many lessons that we can learn from even today. The Apostle Paul spent time in this letter encouraging the church to embrace the love and lifestyle of Jesus. While we need to learn and abide by the Bible's principles, we can't become like the Pharisees of Jesus' day, promoting legalism above grace. Jesus came to fulfill the law, and therefore we get to choose to follow Him in the way He desires. That's all we have time for today on In Spirit and Truth. You can find more messages from Pastor J.D. by visiting our website at inspiritandtruthradio.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll receive new messages as soon as they're available. Download our mobile app for Android and iPhone and always have teachings from God's Word right at your fingertips. 
If you live in or will be visiting the Kaneohe area, why not come join us in person for one of our weekly services? At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we desire to share God's Word and love everywhere we go and with everyone who walks through our doors. Come by on Sunday at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. or on Thursday at 7 p.m. for a time of Bible study and worship under the leadership of Pastor J.D. Farag. We can't wait to meet you, so please introduce yourself. Find out more at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com by clicking on the link to Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. That's all for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. There's so much more to learn from the pages of Galatians, though, so be sure to join Pastor J.D. again for another in-depth look. That's next time right here on In Spirit and Truth.